Welcome to another episode of Bright Headed Publishing Patio Book Book Club. I am your host, Kelly Morgan. Today we meet author Douglas Rappaport. Doug has written a wonderful coming-of-age novel titled Reckoner. We also learned that he is a trained screenwriter and his book, he is hoping to be turned into a pilot that will then be turned into a limited television series. I think it's exciting. He shared with us his process and how he became a writer. I truly enjoyed speaking with him. He is the newest member of our ever-growing book club. Let's welcome author Douglas Rappaport. Doug, thank you so much for being on the podcast and being the newest member to the book club. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. I am so excited that you are here. We're going to talk about your book, um, Reckoner, and we'll get into that. But I am always interested to find out how writers become writers. So, you know, before Reckoner was a published book, did you always know that you wanted to be a writer? Yeah, pretty much. Um, I started writing as a little kid, writing like short stories and whatever I, you know, wherever I was, if I was with my mother, you know, and she was getting her hair done, I was writing about that. If I was at the dentist, I was writing about that. So it's just, just taking real life experiences and um, making short stories out of them. Um, I'm originally a, a musician, a classically trained musician. And so I sort of left writing for a while and was a musician. And then after um, in my early 20s, I guess, um, I came back uh, to writing again in a serious way. Um, and Reckoner is my third book. Wow. What instrument did you play? I was a classically trained violinist and composer. Wow. Impressive. Yeah. So you, so, but eventually you came back to writing. I came back to writing. It's like, I mean, music was a way to express myself creatively, but I guess all along it was writing was really my number one uh, output for, for creativity. So that's what I came back to. So how do you go to publishing that first novel? How, what, what did that look like? So my first novel, uh, similar to this novel, actually, was A Coming of Age. Um, and uh, it was about uh, a kid who was a musician, so it was obviously pretty autobiographical. Um, well, not pretty autobiographical, the, the fact that he was a musician and some of the things he goes through, but, um, you know, it's, it's fiction in the end. Uh, but um, that, was, that was a four-year undertaking of that book, um, writing and editing that. It's called One Day to Weatherman. Um, and... Uh, that was a real great experience, and I thought, I thought I sort of had coming of age. I had done it. I was got it out of my system. Uh, second book was nonfiction, sort of um, memoirish, like uh, essays about about love and relationships and things like that. And then I came back to fiction again, um, and uh, and had another coming of age book in me after all. So um, you know, that's what that's what Reckoner is. Did you self-publish your books? Um, I self-published the first two, and I published the third one with a, a publisher um, in in Michigan uh, called Mission Point Press, which is a really great independent publisher. Um, I would highly recommend them. 
they were really great uh, to deal with, which wasn't my experience with some of my uh, past books. Um, so, yeah. How was the experience different from the first two books did you self-publish? So what happened was I self-published the first two books and then third book, Reckoner, I actually had a traditional contract with a publisher in Europe and without getting too into it, um, it was just a nightmare. Um, and, you know, sort of w losing the control that I had with self-publishing and having to um, go through a, a really tumultuous relationship with that publisher. Um, so I published it under a, a, a pen name, uh, a different title, um, which ended up being a good thing in the end because um, after I got out of that contract, I was able to just sort of throw it aside and, and change the title, which was really my original title was Reckoner, <clears throat> excuse me, was Reckoner all along and uh, using my real name this time. Uh, and uh, I was able to just distance myself from that other experience. So Nice. So when you decided to publish any of the books, mm -hmm. did you did you find an editor? Did you edit them yourself or did you go out and find an editor? So both. Um, I'm one of those writers that edits while I write. I'm not able to, I wish I could, I'm not able to just spit out the first draft like some people can and then go back and, um, I mean, I... And, and go back and clean it up after that. I mean, I'm editing as I write, and then I get, I get through the first draft, um, which has been edited to a, to a degree, and then I edit it again and again and again and again. Um, but uh, I'm always editing, sort of. But um, I had a professional editor uh, for all three books. Yeah, I think um, having a professional editor, you can only edit so much. Yeah, it's exactly. Especially your own work before exactly. you just stop seeing... Yeah. Stop seeing stuff, I think. You know, you're yeah. just so close to it that it's always great to have a second pair of eyes. Oh, absolutely, eyes. yeah. So now that you are published and you're working with a publisher, what advice would you give to somebody who is maybe going down this road? Uh, maybe they have a manuscript, they're thinking self-published, maybe I'll try to find a publisher. You know, what does that, What what, what advice would you give them? Um, always I would proceed with caution. Um, obviously my first traditional experience was, um, was really bad. Um, so I would definitely caution people to do their due diligence and their research of the publisher. Um, if, uh, you know, if you're feeling weird about something, I mean, I, I belong to different writing groups on Facebook and people are always posting stuff like, oh, someone contacted me, they want to publish my book and they're doing this and they're asking this and they're saying this. What should I do? Is it real? Um, and generally, you're, I think people's gut instincts, you, you really have to trust that. And if you're talking to a publisher or an agent or whoever you're talking to or someone you believe is a publisher or an agent and you just have a gut feeling that there's something wrong about it, whether they're asking you for money for different things or just something weird about it, then I would, always, I would definitely say, you know, listen to your gut and your instinct and know that, you know, you might be dealing with, you know, people that don't have your best interests at heart and to, you know, continue looking. There's other fish in the sea and, you know, someone will definitely find your work if, if, you, uh, if you really stick to it. Yeah, or if it sounds too good to be true. 
Yeah, yeah, probably that's another, true too. That's probably another <laughs> telltale sign that's that definitely you're true. Probably not talking to the right people, right? Um, definitely, because they tend to go and get you with vanity. Uh, right and and tell you how great you are especially if you're out there shopping your book and you've heard a bunch of no's Uh right and and then you hear that that yes yes, and then you yeah yeah and that first yes may not be a true yes yeah and as far as what you're looking for so you're right good advice proceed with caution so i'm interested to hear about your book the reckoner um, oh, how it, oh, I'm sorry, Reckoner. Right. Yeah. How it how it came into being, and and you said that I guess you had published it before under a different name. So, is it the same book? It's not really because I had such a great editor for Reckoner that uh, it really changed the entire manuscript, um, the design of it too. But not just the exterior of the book, but the interior, the way they designed it. Um, was f- fantastic so it's it's like the other book doesn't even exist like it's it's uh it's it's a different book i think it's a different experience so tell us about it sure so reckoner uh is about uh, a young kid named miles rockefeller and uh, despite his last name he's the furthest thing from rich or privileged uh he's a foster kid really jumping around from one foster home to another and um, a troubled, sort of lost, lost kid. Um, and uh, when the book opens up, he's in he's in rehab. Actually, he's got um, a drug addiction, a pretty bad drug addiction. Um, and finally, you know, the last foster, his last foster home has sent him to to rehab. And uh, there he meets another another teenager, a little older than him, named Sawyer, who's also lost and troubled. But this guy is a real. Um, where, where, where Miles is sort of isolated and uh, uh, in, um, not very outgoing, um, Sawyer is the exact opposite. He's a total charisma, like a con, charismatic, a con man, really, um, despite his age. And uh, long story short is they end up um, becoming friends and uh, Sawyer convinces him to leave rehab with him. And uh, they end up uh, starting to commit small crimes uh, until finally someone is, is shot and killed um, and, and Miles uh, has to reckon with that uh, and what happens after that. So it's just really about uh, two kids and one of them is, uh, you know, a bad, you know, a bad guy and uh, he influences Miles and they, uh, they do bad things together. So what was your process in writing the book? You said that you edit as you go. So are you somebody that you just sit down and you write, it comes to you or, or do, or did you plan it out like with an outline and everything? So I'm not an outliner. Um, I'm a blank pager, but I say that with a stipulation and that is I don't just hit the blank page with no idea what I'm going to do. Like if I don't have the beginning and the end in my head, I, I can't do it more or less. Um, I need to know where I'm starting and where I'm going to end up. And generally, I can fill in the the middle of the sandwich, you know, myself. Um, but if I don't know, like I said, where I'm starting and where I'm going to end up, then I'm, I'm going to be in trouble. So that's the kind of blank pager that I am. So I would imagine that as a writer, you have several story ideas uh-huh. swarming in your head. Yeah. How do you decide which ideas actually make it to paper? 
That's a great question. Um, I, I like most writers. I keep a you know list of different ideas I have, and um, and believe it or not, this book actually wasn't on that list. And that's generally the funny thing with life. It's the unexpected stuff that happens. And what happened was uh, several years ago, I was in rehab myself. I was being detoxed from benzos, from tranquilizers. Um, and uh, what had happened was from a very early age, from being in music, I had developed an anxiety uh, disorder. Um, I was had massive stage fright, which derailed my career ultimately, but I had really bad anxiety. And uh, so when I went to doctors, um, they kept prescribing me benzos. And uh, nobody, nobody told me that you couldn't be on benzos for a long period of time. Um, I just did what the doctor, you know, the doctor hands me a prescription. I'm like, okay, this make me feel better, you know, more relaxed, and I, I feel it. So, um, long story short, was uh, I was on a drug named Clonopin for uh, probably the greater part of 20 years, uh, which was way, I found out later, way too long to be on it. It's a short term palliative drug. It's not supposed to be a long term drug, but again, nobody mentioned this to me. Uh, so I ended up, it ended up flipping my central nervous system upside down um, and I had to go into rehab to be detoxed from the Klonopin, um, which was which was brutal. I don't recommend it to my worst enemy. It was the worst thing, one of the worst things uh, I, th I think a person can go through and, um, physically, mentally, emotionally. It's just, uh, it's just a horrible, horrible uh, thing to go through. But when I was in rehab, um, I was uh, obviously by myself a lot, and I was alone for my thoughts and reflections. And I, um, you're not really allowed to read and rehab um, other other books, especially fiction. Um, and uh, so I started writing down ideas, um, and um, the idea of Reckoner came to me just from uh, my experience in rehab and meeting the different people that I met. Uh, it was like a Reckoner is sort of a mosaic of different characters um, and different points of view. Uh, and uh, meeting these different people, it, it just screamed out to me that a story had to be told and, and that I had to be the one to tell it. So um, I, I took some notes and, you know, um, even though the Reckoner is based on um, a little bit on my experience in rehab, obviously Miles and Sawyer and anybody else that's in my book is, is, is fictitious, excuse me, is fictitious, but um, it was just that experience in rehab just brought my creativity to a, a, a really high level um, in terms of being inspired. Uh, and so I started writing down first draft in uh, good old uh, pen and ink, pen and paper, excuse me. and. Um, uh, got out of rehab, um, got my body back, um, ended up not using anything that I'd written down in the, with pen and paper when I was in rehab, but um, I took the, that story, that, that idea, and, um, and turned it into a novel. So you had mentioned that with this book you have a publisher, but I would imagine that you're still having to help with the marketing of the book. Oh, yeah. So what does that look like? Because marketing seems to be a big challenge for everybody that I speak with. Oh, those yeah. that self-publish and those that have publishers. Yeah, no. Um, so what does that look like for you? Um, it, it's it's hard. Um, I, I think I personally, I think I suck at marketing. 
Um, uh, I'm, I'm not even on Twitter. Um, I'm on Facebook, and I, I just went on Instagram a few months ago. Um, I was on Twitter years ago, but uh, I don't I, I don't have a current Twitter account, and um, so I'm sort of like an agent's worst nightmare. Um, platform doesn't really exist, um, but um, uh, I'm I'm marketing is a whole other thing. Like it takes it takes a lot to write a book, obviously, and it's, it's a whole other thing to to market yourself and market your book and, um, you know, um, I found different ways to, to market my book, to go, you know, obviously like this, to go on podcasts and talk to, talk to people, um, like yourself and, um, and I really enjoyed these podcasts and, um, uh, and doing that. I've done some, some social marketing, but, um, uh, it's, it's really tough whether you're traditionally published or self-published. It's, something you have to do so yeah you know some publishers now will even ask for what is your marketing plan um as they're looking at taking you on um especially if it's a small publisher um you know you have to be prepared to figure out how you're going to market your book and i think that's that's very very challenging Um, and it's time consuming it can be incredibly time consuming and most people work um, a full-time job because right. writing doesn't pay the bills yet. Yeah. Um, the dream is one day that it will, but until then, you know, you still have to do other things. So yeah, I get it. I get it. Have you thought about putting your books on, uh, making them audiobooks? My second book is actually an audiobook. The Victim of Circumstance is an audiobook. That's the nonfiction, uh, memoir-ish, uh, essays, um, um, that are that are an audiobook and that turned out great. That was, that was one of the best things I ever did because um, I found a great voiceover actor who who did a killer job. And uh, so that audiobook is uh, is available. Um, but um, I'm I'm probably going to do a, an audiobook uh, with Reckoner too because I had such a great experience with Victim Circumstance. Um, and uh, I'm also trying to turn Reckoner into a TV series. Um, I've written a pilot. Uh, I have a background and I used to live in, in LA. I have a background in screenwriting. Um, and uh, so I'm trying to do that as well. So tell me about that. How does that work? How do you go from a book to a pilot? I mean, because I would imagine that there's so much that you would have to leave out, right. but you want to give enough information that there's interest. Right. So um, you, you have to map it out. So like, I mapped out that it would be around eight to ten episodes, a limited series, um, and so I mapped out f- from my book, you know, where I saw episode one being, episode two, three, four, all the way till I, I can't remember, like I said, whether it's eight or ten episodes I had I had, um, originally planned, and then uh, so the pilot is really what you start with, obviously, uh, and that's what you're you're submitting to uh, production companies, but they also want to see if it's, a, if it's a TV series, they want to see how you've mapped out the whole series. They want to see what happens in episode two through eight. Uh, how does it end? What happens in episode four? What happens in episode five? So you have to have it mapped out at least, uh, and if you can, uh, like a series Bible of like who the characters are and, and what the ultimate story is. Um, 
and uh, map it out like that. But you know, my pilot is just sort of an introduction to the characters of Miles and Sawyer, um, with sort of a foreshadowing of, of what happens um, with the murder uh, and uh, leaving that, and then ending on a sort of cliffhanger of the pilot, and then uh, leaving the rest of the story to be told through, for the uh, through the remaining episodes. Did the um, pilot or does the series differ much from the book? Uh, so far, no. Um, but that, you know, that's obviously, you know, malleable. It's, it's, it's probably going to change. Um, but um, right now it's, it's pretty close to the book. I think that's cool. So I, you know, um, as you work on getting it into a TV series, I think that would be very cool to see, to see your characters come to life. Yeah, absolutely. You know, on the screen. I think when you, when you wrote them, you probably have an idea for what they look like and what they sound like in your head. Yeah. Um, and then trying to translate that to film, I think is, is very cool. Yeah. It's, uh, and when you're planning out a TV series, um, it's good to you know come up with a few actors who you think can play different characters, and um, that can go into your into your Bible, your series Bible of like what does Miles look like, and he, maybe this actor is what he looks like um, to give the producers an idea of, of the um, the type of actor and 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 what your character is is going to look like. Right now, you had mentioned that you know um, as a TV show, it'd be a limited series. Is Reckoner a standalone? Could it, it a be stand- a series? I don't think so. I think it's a limited series. The the, so- the story definitely ends. Um, I, I'm working on a new book, which is actually going to be a series, a uh, series of books that is. Um, but Reckoner is really a is is one book. I I don't plan any sequels or anything like that. So that's why I see it as a, a limited series. It has it has an arc and it ends. And so uh, I, I I couldn't see um, making it not limited. Gotcha. So the, the, the books that you're working on now, the series, can you tell us anything about that? Sure. It's quite a departure for me, actually. Um, it's, believe it or not, I finally wrote a, a novel that's not coming of age. <laughs> um, I guess two was the magic number. Um, but it's, uh, it's um, speculative fiction, uh, so it falls under science fiction, I guess. Uh, it's called Dead People. Um, and um, I'm, I'm finalizing I'm finalizing that now um, I am planning it to be a series I'm looking for a publisher for that um, and uh, might go back to you know my publisher for Reckoner um, for that I just haven't decided yet um, and um, I'm really excited it's, about it so the book is done the manuscript is done it's, it's close to being done yeah now, are you going to send it off to have somebody edit it for you? Or are you going to... Um, yeah, I'm planning to have an editor. I so might when... use the same editor I had used before. So when do you think the book would be, you know, how long... I guess my question is, how long will you shop for an editor? Or do you have a timeline in your head that when you would like to see the book actually come out? Um, I'm looking to have it come out maybe later this year, at the end of the year, that is, like a Christmas type of uh, situation. Um, and uh, one thing I can recommend to people who are looking for an editor, um, I had a great editor for Reckoner, but I was looking for a, sort of a different an editor for this because it's different, it's speculative science fiction. 
and although I might use that same editor again because they did such a great job, I am open to um, looking at other editors that specialize in this type of, of story. And uh, a great thing that I uh, that I figured out that I learned rather, um, which um, is when you're looking for an editor, you there's lots of lots of editors who will edit uh, like four or five pages of your manuscript for free just to give you a taste of the type of editing they do and how they would how they would edit it. Um, so I highly recommend doing that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, four or five, six pages, whatever the editor is willing to do for free. Uh, and getting that back and then you can sample you know two three four different editors and see if any of them sort of feel right um, and I, I did that recently with the prologue of my new book and I found a really cool editor uh, who I'm considering using as to edit the full book but that's how I found it. that's how I found him yeah you're right a lot of editors will give sample edits sample you edit can right. you can you know, gather, you know, three or four or five sample right. edits yep. and then kind of determine what, you know, what you like the best. Cause editing is really suggestions. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so you have to really, um, I think have a certain rapport with the person that's mm-hmm. editing your, your book Yeah, and that it they is. kind of understand the story and what you're trying to convey. Yeah. And I would, I would highly recommend that uh, if you do s- get sample edits, that you don't just go with the person who ed- you know who had the least amount of comments, um, that would be the wrong way to go. Um, obviously, as a writer, you have to have tough skin, um, and the the best editor for you might be the one who actually wrote the most suggestions. It just happens to be who you f- who you click with, who feels right. Right. Those edits seem like good suggestions, and they're that align with your vision of your story. Right. Um, but don't just go for the, oh, this guy only had two comments, so I guess my book's perfect and I don't need to, you know, get it edited too much. You know, you, you can't do that. Yeah, that's very true. You know, it is a process. The whole book writing, getting it published, um, the whole editing, formatting, cover design, it's a process. Mm-hmm. And you should want to take your time and find the best possible editor for your book. Because once, you know, it's out there. Yeah. Right? It's out there. Yeah, and it's so, out there, yeah. you know, you want it, you know, you're going to, you know, if you're going to get reviews on your book, you want to get reviews on the book as if somebody liked the story or not. Not that there were typos and editing errors. Right, right. Exactly. You know, so you should definitely take your time and know that it's a process and look yep. for the best editor that you can. And, and, um, you know, take your time in putting your book out there. I get that you can get anxious. I get it. Yep. But sometimes it's not the quickest route is not necessarily the best route. Yep. Doug, do you have a website? If we're interested in the book, where would we, where would we look? Um, yeah, I don't have a website. That's something that's in, on my, uh, radar to do hopefully very soon. Um, but um, I did create a, a Bitly um, link to the book on Amazon, so that's easy to find. Um, Bitly is bit.ly forward slash Reckoner book, um, and that'll take them right to the Amazon page uh, for Reckoner. And all the information will be in the podcast description. 
Doug, thank you so much thank for being you. on the podcast thank and you. being a member of the book club. This means that you are now a member of the book club. Great. So when you get the series up and you decide when that book comes out later, you are more than welcome to come back on Absolutely. the podcast and we can discuss that book as well. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to another episode of Bright-Headed Publishing Patio Book Book Club. I have been your host, Kelly Morgan. Today, we spoke with author Douglas Rappaport. He told us about his book, Reckoner, and the other things that he has coming out soon. The book is available on Amazon, and the link is in the podcast description. If you are an author or someone who supports authors, and you are interested in becoming a member of the book club, I would love to have you. All you have to do is email me at brightheadedpublishing at gmail.com. Again, that's brightheadedpublishing at gmail.com. Next week, another author, a new member to our ever-growing book club. I'm so glad that you decided to listen. I'm thankful that you're a member of the book club as well. Until next time, keep writing.